Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, November 24th, 2021. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, before we get into the episode, I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving or, I guess, uh, Indigenous Peoples Day Part 2. Did we ever decide if there was a a, a better name for this holiday? I didn't check. You and I decided on a second Indigenous Peoples Day, which I'm completely fine with. Absolutely, totally cool. Um, Despite the fact that tomorrow is Thanksgiving here in the United States, we will have a very special episode in the feeds tomorrow morning. We already recorded it. It is is very cute. It was. It was a little sappy, but that's what you want on Thanksgiving. Ashley, Grace, and I talked about the theatrical things that we are most thankful for in 2021. And it did get a little personal, a little sappy, a little tears. It might have been flying. Um, But you can hear that first in our Patreon over to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. And then on Friday, Jennifer McHugh and I will have a very Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade episode of of Some Like It Pop. And then I will have an interview with Ain't Too Proud star James Harkness in the feed on Saturday. So... Get over to Patreon, get all of that before you can get it anywhere else. All right, Ashley, we are coming to folks a little bit late because the reviews for Mm -hmm. uh, the latest Broadway show did not drop until 10 p.m. on Tuesday night. And that is the second stage. (laughs) And not on Monday. And not on Monday like it was originally supposed to be. (laughs) Um, But this is uh, Second Stage's latest Broadway outing. And this is two-time Pulitzer Prize winner Lynn Nottage's new play, Clydes, which is kind of a continuation of Sweat. There is one character that originally appeared in Sweat, and it is set Mm. in Reading, Pennsylvania. Um, as Sweat was as well. This, of course, as I said, was uh, written by Lynn Nottage and directed by Kate Wariski. And um, the show is currently running at the Helen Hayes Theater and is slated to play through January 16th. The five-person cast features three-time Tony, or three-time Emmy winner, I'm sorry, Uzo Aduba as Clyde, um, two-time Emmy winner Ron Cephas Jones as Montrellis, Edmund Donovan as Jason, which is the character that also appeared in Sweat. Reza Salazar as Raphael. And Kara Young, whom we talked about the other day, as being one of the best up-and-coming actors in the New York theater community as Leticia. Or she is often called in the show Tish. So let's start with the reviews. And as always, we will start with the New York Times. And Jesse Green made the show a critic's pick. He said, quote, Nottage's delightful new play Clydes, which opened at the Helen Hayes Theater on Tuesday, and I got to give him some extra credit points for actually calling it the Helen Hayes Theater, despite what Second Stage would like him to be calling Mm -hmm. it. Um, But he said that Clydes dares to flip the paradigm of all of the uh, drama and tragedies that we have been seeing on Broadway lately. He continues, quote, though it's still about dark things, including prison, drugs, homelessness, and poverty, it somehow turns them into bright comedy. In Kate Wariski's brisk and thoroughly satisfying production for Second Stage Theater, we learned that, unlike Oedipus and his mom, people who may have little else nevertheless have choices. In Aduba's hilarious and scalding performance, Clyde wearing a succession of skin-tight, don't-mess-with-me outfits by Jennifer Moeller is a shape-shifting hellhound all but breathing fire. Though not indifferent to suffering, she tells Montrose, she doesn't do pity, 
which is an understatement. Popping up like a demon in a small window between the front and back of the restaurant, she she roars orders and insults. When she emerges in full glory among her minions, it is only to exert her fearful, foul-mouthed dominance. He then goes on to kind of run through some of the individual characters. Tish and Walker's superb performance is a smart, sharp, heavily defended kitten. Raphael, a huggable romantic. Montrellis, an impeccably kind sage. Like a Buddha, Raphael says, if he'd grown up in the hood. Jones fulfills mm-hmm. that description perfectly, correcting for the character's zen imperturbability with subtle dashes of pain and sacrifice. Whooped out the thesaurus there. That's a lot of syllables in that mm. word there, Jesse. <laughs> I know it's the New York Times, but come on, it's 1020 yes. at night. I got to read this thing. New York Times and New Yorker, who's to say? Uh, no, seriously. Um, Naveen Kumar from Variety said, quote, Not a J. Pulitzer winner for the more weighty topical dramas ruined and sweat maintains her interest in illuminating the lives of working class people, but shifts strategies here into broad comedy. The setup has a sitcom quality that's paradoxically inviting. It's easy to imagine stopping by Clyde's every week with a steady swinging door of short order cooks working toward rehabilitation. The comedy is situational, situational in both structure and execution with personalities, incidents, and drool worthy sandwich descriptions making up a bulk of its substance. The drool-worthy sandwich descriptions, Ashley, is is specifically for you. Good. Uh, Naveen continues, Clyde's might also be considered a subversion on familiar genres, including drawing room comedy and workplace drama, and the value judgments conventionally inherent in them. By nature of her composition, Nottage also questions which sorts of rooms and people have previously been considered worthy of sustained attention. Now, I want to give my piece because I saw a preview of the show and I went in not really realizing that this was going to be a comedy. I went in at like, I think I saw like the fourth or fifth performance Mm. um, and I knew that it was one, a nottage play, which made me think it was a a drama. And two, I knew it was a continuation of Sweat, which also made me think that it was a drama. This is the thing. I I agree with that. It's also, I've always expected it to be a comedy and i think it's because i've seen the uh at least the youtube ads for over and over again where she's like sharpening her nails on a chef's knife it's like this better be a comedy otherwise a weird tone yeah it it it, those youtube ads kind of remind me of the niecy nash show claws yes yes but but yeah so i went in kind of completely blind and this was nothing like i expected it to be i expected it to be like this feel good show about this loving formerly incarcerated woman taking in people who are just getting out of jail or prison (laughs) or whatever and helping them get their feet back underneath them. That is not what this is. Uzo Aduba's character Clyde is abusive in every imaginable way, physically, emotionally, verbally, you know, sexually harassing people. Um, She is not a good person. Um, Can't wait to see a show about my old diner boss. Really exciting. (laughs) Nice, nice. Um, But what's great about it is, is that Uzo Aduba and Ron Cephas Jones have a combined five Emmys between them. And yet in the five person cast, they are the two smallest characters. Um, they are probably mm. the two most important characters, but, um, Edmund Donovan, Reza Salazar and Kara Young are the three leads, at least in terms of stage time mm-hmm. and, and substance. Um, so that was really interesting to see these three younger actors kind of bounce off of the two, you know, 
stars, for lack of a better term. Um, and they were all tremendous. Um, I really, really enjoyed this. And you kind of see little hints as to what is actually going on, especially with Uzo's character as mm. the show goes on in a especially in the final closing seconds. Um, and it kind of like unlocked some things for me. So this is a show that I will mm. really look forward to seeing the script published because I would like to read it. But then also I feel like this is a show that is going to be done uh, everywhere. Um, p- perhaps maybe even somewhere doing it in rep with sweat, which I think would be amazing. Be yeah. Um, it's a really, really fun, interesting show. I don't think it's one that is going to win um, Lynn her third uh, a Pulitzer, but it is one that I think people are really going to enjoy. And I think people are going to be talking about because how strong the performances are and how kind of out of left field the subject matter is. Mm. And, you know, I think, I, I think it was Jesse Green that mentioned it maybe, um, as far as this being like a different tone than a lot of the other shows that are on mm-hmm. the stage right now, which is nice. It's, 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 <laughs> we had a lot of really intense dramas for a while on now we're kind of getting in. It's not quite the spring season kind of situation yet, but we're getting closer to where we have like at least a slew of comedies, which are always rarer on Broadway stages now anyway. Um, but at, at the very least, like lighthearted dramas. I don't know that I would say this is lighthearted uh, no, at I all, know. but, but it, it is definitely a... I mean, it, it, the comparisons to a sitcom are right because it was packed with jokes, um, but it was also packed with a lot of abuse and some really serious topics. So I think it was beautifully done by Lynn Nottage and Kate Wariski and this entire cast. So more food right. dramas for me too. I know between this and Don't Seared, we are eating. Yes, eating good. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, real quick, I do want to remind you about our Patreon coming up on um, on Friday. We will f- next be dropping our episode with Jennifer McHugh and I. We will be breaking down each and every performance from the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, whether that airs on NBC or CBS, because CBS has two extra performances, usually from the theaters themselves. We will be talking about that. And then I will be diving into all things All uh, Ain't Too Proud. And just the return of theater in general with James Harkness, who has been a part of that production since the very beginning, all four of the out-of-town tryouts and all of the developmental workshops as well. It was a great conversation. He is actually the third of the five current Temptations um, that I have uh, done uh, interviews with in the last <laughs> year or so. i got to get two more. Two Who's more. left? Uh, Oh, I don't know off the top of my head. I'd have mm. to look at the uh, at the playbill. But yeah. um, it was a great conversation. We have tons of other things planned. We are going to be having a conversation about company when it finally opens. I think oh, we'll probably yeah. talk about <laughs> Tick, Tick, Boom when we finally all get a chance to see it. West Side Story we will perhaps be talking about as well. Um, so lots of great things coming up in Patreon. So you want to get over there. Also, you can give the gift of Patreon, I'm sure, for the holidays. Um, we would certainly appreciate it. And hopefully, who am you give it to will appreciate it as well. All right, let's get back into the news. And yesterday, the Grammy Award nominations were announced in all categories, but especially for us in the Best Musical Theater Album category. There were six musicals that were honored with nominations, including Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella, the Broadway ca- uh, company recording of Girl from the North Country, the unofficial Bridgerton musical, which I think is super interesting considering all of the legal ramifications of something like that. 
Then there's yeah. Stephen Schwartz's snapshots, um, the Les Miserables, uh, the staged concert, in quotes, the sensational 2020 live recording. And we also had some lovers from Burt Bacharach and Stephen Sater. We want to wish our friends over at Broadway Records, including yes, uh, Robbie Rizel and Grace Aki, uh, mm-hmm. congratulations on getting two nominations. I believe theirs were some lovers and uh, Stephen Schwartz's snapshots. Yep. So congratulations to them. Also, the film soundtracks for Dear Evan Hansen, In the Heights, Cruella, Respect, and Schmigadoon Episode 1 were nominated for the Best Compilation Album for Visual Media. Interesting. David Burns' American Utopia was nominated for Best Musical Film. Um, and uh, Charlie Rosen, part of the um, team behind uh, Moulin Rouge, was nominated for mm-hmm. his work on Meta Knight's Revenge um, for Best Arrangement, Instrumental, or Acapella. And then we also saw that the Lopez's, Chris and Anderson Lopez and Bobby Lopez, were nominated for the most earwormy song of the season. Mm-hmm. At- Agatha all yeah, along. I was going to say, um, I feel I didn't know the answer to it, but I knew the answer you to it. You knew the answer to it. Yeah. yeah, they were nominated in the same category as Leslie Odom Jr. for Speak Now from One Night in Miami. Nice. Those nominations came in Best Song Written for Visual Media. And um, Love for Sale, the final collaboration album between Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett featuring the Cole Porter mm-hmm. Songbook, was nominated for Best Engineered Album Non-Classical, Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album and Album of the Year, and the lead single... Uh, I Get a Kick Out of You was nominated for Record of the Year, Best Pop Duo and Group Performance, and Best Music Video. So congratulations uh, to all of those folks as well. Then we're getting some news from People Magazine, which is interesting. They had an exclusive, according to their sources... First off, uh, I didn't think that the show was still happening, but apparently the upcoming Broadway uh, production of K-pop will be starring... A K-pop star named Luna, who recently released a, a very popular singer called Madonna. Um, I'm assuming that she – it doesn't say this, but I'm assuming that she will be playing the part of Mui, which um, had originally been played by Ashley Park. Um. And one of the reasons that I didn't think K-pop was still happening was, one, because American uh, Buffalo had taken Circle in the Square where K-pop really wanted to go for the spring. So, I thought they might get pushed out. But also, I hear that Ashley Park might be returning to her roots and um, bringing a Broadway musical revival um, to a certain stage she has played before. Um, So, I kind of thought that might not be happening. But apparently, Luna is um, going to be joining this company. And I'm assuming, like I said, she'll be playing Mui. What's interesting is is she does have quite a bit of theatrical experience. She starred in Korean versions of Legally Blonde, High School Musical, and In the Heights. So, um, that's very cool. I, I appreciate that. Extremely, yeah. Also, uh, earlier this week, the Drama League announced that they will be having their um, 88th annual awards in person this year, May 20th, at the Zigfield Ballroom. Um, the nominations for the awards uh, will obviously honor Broadway and Off-Broadway, and they will be announced on April 22nd. And then finally, in this uh, in this little section here, the great New York, um, I guess you could call it, uh, I mean, it's a theater company, but also they do so much um, journalistic type theater. The Civilians announced the entire 20th anniversary yeah. season. Um, we already knew that they would be opening up uh, from January 11th through February 6th at 59 East 59th 
with Duncan Cheek and Kyle Jarrow's Whisper House, mm-hmm. um, which is very cool. Then from February 16th through March 13th at the Ensemble Studio Theater, Sam Chance's um, What You Are Now will be playing. Um, and then on December, this is actually kind of going back in a co-production with the Ensemble Studio Theater and the Sloan Pod Project. They will be having a, sh- a one-night-only production of a show called Talent Show by Ethan Lipton. Then on January 24th at Joe's Pub, they will have a show called Courtroom, written and directed by Alex Lambert. Um, and that's A-L-I-X, which is yeah. a... Uh, I've never seen her name or seen a name spelled like that before. Um, then on June 6th, also at Joe's Pub, a new musical called Black Girl in Paris with a book and lyrics by Ari Dye Knox and music by Janseth Greywood um, will be in their series season as well. And then the 20th anniversary spring gala will take place at City Winery on May 23rd. And finally, let's wrap up the show with some feel-good recommendations. The first is less of a recommendation, but certainly feel-good. Because earlier this week, actually over the weekend on November 20th, which I guess I should have gone to come from away on uh, the matinee of November 20th instead of uh, a, a Sherlock Carol, apparently thanks to Ally Bank, Every single member of the audience was given a $200 gift card. Wild. Yeah. um, It was meant to cover the cost of tickets to the performance. The online bank also covered the cost of 200 Thanksgiving meal kits at a local food pantry, breakfast tabs at three different diners in the city, paid for an hour of free skating at Rockefeller Center, and gave away 50 or gave up, gave away $500 to 29 new parents in city hospitals. All of the events were, um, Part of a, a larger citywide campaign. In total, the bank gave away over, uh, gave a total of 1,050 American Express gift cards, um, to audience members as well as to the Broadway cast and crew. Um, so very cool. Very nice. It Went is to very the wrong cool. show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, the two things happened here when I read this story. One, I was like, I, I kind of had like the image in my head of, cause you know, most of the people in the orchestra are probably, a little bit more affluent than the people mm-hmm. sitting in the back seats. So I was just like, wow, that's gonna, that's definitely gonna be like a section by section ripple of intensity <laughs> of levels. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, versus screaming. Um, and then the second was, cause you would offer in part of your schedule, you had gotten an offer to see come from away that you offered to Grace and I, and I went back in our text messages immediately to check <laughs> dates. It's not that day. It <laughs> yeah, was not that it day. was not that day. Thankfully, I would have been very If I would have known, I would have made sure that happened, but, um, Finally, in the recommendations, um, Michael Major over at Broadway World went through and tried to um, list every single theater cameo in the Tick, Tick, Boom movie. Ashley, you and I have not seen it yet, so I can't comment on the accuracy of this, but there is a ton of theater um, things that everybody from, um, uh, uh, you know, Joel Gray to Bernadette you know, Peters, Bernadette Peters um, Roger Bart is in there. Um, even Kiara Alegria Hooties is in there. Um, even Lynn's dad is in there. A bunch of Freestyle Love Cute. Supreme folks, in, including Utkarsh, uh, Utkarsh Ambudkar, who's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And Stephen Sondheim himself, not Bradley Whitford playing Stephen Sondheim, but Stephen Sondheim okay. himself <laughs> makes a type of cameo. 
Oh, okay. which, I, which I won't spoil, um, but it is very cool. And you might know what it is if you've seen Tick, Tick, Boom before. I was going to say, I'm assuming it's what I think it is. Because uh, I kept yeah. seeing this on I made a cameo. And I was like, he's in the movie. Not him, obviously, but he's in the movie as a character. But yes. yeah, the cameo makes sense for sure. Yeah. Yeah, if you can read between the lines, if you know Tick, Tick, Boom, you can yes, probably me. guess what it is. So, um, I'm going to have fun um, watching the movie this holiday weekend and going through this list because uh, Michael did put timestamps for each of like the oh, numbers cool. where these nice. folks appear. Um, so, I was uh, very excited to have this list because I saw some screenshots and there were definitely folks that even I didn't know. So, um, wow. but the, the list of folks is immense so hopefully uh, i've got a lot of thanksgiving prep to do on wednesday so that'll be my in between times i'm sure very nice very nice yeah. all right everybody thanks for listening to today on broadway follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at broadway radio and you can find me on twitter and instagram at bww matt ashley where can people find you you can find me on twitter and instagram at no this is ashley all right, everybody, don't forget to come back tomorrow for our Thanksgiving special episode where Ashley, Grace, and I do our best to make each other tear up. Get schmaltzy uh, as hell. Get schmaltzy as hell. And then on Friday, Jennifer McHugh and I will have an episode of a Some Like It Pop where we break down all the performances from the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'm going to say this on Thursday's episode as well, but... Um, it would not be an awful thing if you um, go to Google and there's various different websites to do this on um, to find out and perhaps share on social media um, what nation or tribes lands you will be celebrating Thanksgiving on. I know I am. Um, I will be celebrating on perhaps unsurprisingly Seminole land um, on on Thursday. So uh, might be a nice thing to do if, if, if that is something that matters to you. Lenape land for New York. There you go, baby. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving and we will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.